0: everybody welcome to another podcast Uh, we are excited today to be kind of sharing a little bit about why we're doing what we're doing and how that is improving the quality of life of physicians and providers so um, Amy what do you have to say about this (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah it's been quite a year and I I knew going into this I did a lot of research about direct primary care and obviously there was a burning pain in me. Were we like four years, years ago to, when we, you
0: were kinda well, you've been thinking about gosh, it for a while. I don't, don't.
1: Uh-huh. Um, at least three. Yeah. And um but I I just did not anticipate how wonderful it was going to be. I heard all these physicians who had stepped out and did this and um so yeah, we wanted to I think just share Um, our story, but also maybe incentivize and motivate other providers, because I can't tell you the number of physicians once they've heard that we've done this, they're like, oh, I would love to be able to do something like that. And don't get us wrong. I mean, any um, starting your own business and all this, there's always... um, just new, new endeavors take on new challenges and exactly growing pains. And, um, the first, a lot of firsts, I didn't think when I went into medical school, I was going to become a business person and an entrepreneur, (laughs) but, um, thank goodness I've got you by my side helping. And, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think just maybe sharing, what was the burning pain and it,
0: it intrigued me out of the gate because i was like okay what do you want to do right when we were like we were like wanting to make this change and because the kids were you know off to college and all that stuff mm-hmm. and yeah that was the first time i think i'd kind of heard of direct primary care um so i don't know if you're wanting to define that at the high level because you've kind of changed it a little bit and molded it into what you love, which is obviously it's your own practice. You and I think do that. that's
1: probably the most exciting part of it all is that um, after practicing medicine for, gosh, what, over 26 years, um, 28 years. I was going to say <laughs> it's longer than that. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Well, medical school, it's been 29. It's since 91 is yeah, when you started It's been a long time. Oh, well, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but out in private practice and all of that, um, I just think being able to The whole reason I went into medical school was to work with patients, right? And um, as we're going to get into um, what has led us to get to a point of wanting to change, um, and what we see out there is is physician burnout. It's real. um, It is extremely real. And I am so fortunate to still be in this position where I absolutely love my job. I love medicine. I love what I do. And I was getting to a point where that wasn't the case. I was almost waking up with this dread when I would go into the office, and there were a lot of reasons for that that were totally out of my control. And now, like you said, I can mold it into this direct primary care model has really allowed me to mold it into what I know medicine should be for me and my patients um, for the practice that I can serve people the best. And so direct primary care is literally just directly working with the patients outside of insurance. And um, there's usually a monthly membership. And, um, well, there is. There's a monthly membership. It's different than concierge there medicine. Is. There is. In all direct <laughs> primary care models, there's right. a monthly membership. Or the physician um, doesn't get paid. <laughs> good point. And so, um, but this model um uh, our last podcast, if you haven't heard it, is a good chance to go back and really get the nitty-gritty on the history of direct primary care. Right. But this model really just takes away a lot of the go-betweens and the hurdles that impair the physician to be able to directly work with the patient and the patient to directly work with the physician. Um, and that's what was so exciting to me. Um, you know, I'll I'll go through this, but the job satisfaction, the time that I've gained – my own health, um, more work-life balance, um, and and that is really why physicians get to that point of burnout, and this direct primary care model really opens the door where physicians can um, have this, and I think we just think, well, we signed up for this. There's no, this is what it is, right? It I, is I'm interesting to watch
0: you as a, as a physician. Of course, you've ha- had the vision of being a a physician for a long time, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, in I college young. and mm-hmm. maybe uh, inspired by your sister in high yeah, school a little and, girl and even. stuff. Mm-hmm. But, and so you have a vision of what it's going to look like. And I think out of the gate, maybe um, as I'm just witnessing and watching your journey, um, you know, there was a lot of excitement getting out. And I think there was a lot of autonomy for you to do what you wanted initially. But as I've watched you through the years, that Was getting peeled away to not a lot of autonomy, which means your vision is it just kept getting taken away and taken away. And it was being run more like a business, more so than, um, you know, the care and the relationship that you would have with your patients, which you value immensely. Mm -hmm. And it makes you unique and and different, I know, as a, a physician across all the physicians we know.
1: Well, and it is. Medicine has become healthcare has become a business, and um, dictated a lot by insurance companies, and um, and so, what I think it's they probably to, have
0: good intentions, but it yeah. really steals the relationship of the physician and the patient.
1: Well, I mean, some statistics that are you can't deny: sixty to seventy-five percent of a typical primary care physician insurance-based office. That staff, almost three fourths of the staff go toward managing billing and the insurance and all of that. Um, So it's a huge overhead. There's a lot of, uh, you have to pay, you know, pay this overhead. And that is usually paid by the physicians getting people in the door. So the more we can get in the door, the more we can cover our overhead. And um, so it does create this revolving um, door where, you know, what the average physician spends. I think it's 15 to 17 minutes with the patient, and that's average. So some are shorter and some yeah, are a You can see the complexities
0: it, um, as it, uh, the office, the physician office, got larger and larger with staff members, that you would need someone to manage mm-hmm. all of that. So you could see where it created almost its own dysfunction mm-hmm. um, that has led to what you're wanting to talk about today, which is... Um, the burnout and then also the ability to, um, correct, um, you know, in your journey of, us uh, coming together that, uh, you've corrected that immensely from where you were just, um, just a little over a year ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, 92% of physicians report burnout at some time in their career. That's huge. Um. And that's not just having a bad day or having a bad week. I mean, true, there's statistics on the definition of burnout. Um, I think you were even looking through some of that. But, you know, it's just basically where it's really impacting your, um, your attitude, your job, your, your energy, your passion, your joy, um, and your purpose. And you lose sense of that. And that's pretty sad if 92% are feeling that. Um starts with medical school, honestly. Medical students have rates of depression 15 to 30% higher than the general population. And that's huge, and that's um, clinical depression.
0: It would be hard for most people that have not been through that to understand what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was one thing for me to witness medical school and then even the residency. And you went through it at a time where there was... I guess there was regulations on it, but there was no regulations on it. <laughs> like, yeah, like you, the not, hours and not, everything. They are you
1: becoming put into more it. mindful of these statistics. Kind um, of. to hopefully help these students. Because our sons students. in it, and so yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still. I mean, being a physician is, you know, is and always will be a stressful job, right? You're taking on a lot. You're taking on. We're dealing with hurt and sick people life and, and death. death and life and. Um, but it can also be so fulfilling, and and usually people that going go into this, um, they know what they're signing up for, and they they go in openly wanting that responsibility, and um, that. Just that relationship with the patients, but also that intellectual challenge. And um, so, you know, I think people go into it knowing um, stress is inescapable as part of it. But the problem is, um, and I was going to talk about this about under life balance, but I'll jump in now on this. (laughs) Um, You know, we're not taught that in medical school. We're not taught taught any of these skills for life balance. And in fact, we're actually, especially in residency, we're taught the opposite. We learned that, you know, you have to ignore your physical and emotional and spiritual needs at that time. Um, you don't need to eat or, you know, you don't have time for that or, um, you know, no time to take a break for the bathroom or to take a break at lunch. And um, and it's kind of, you know, we feel like um, almost guilty Um, and you feel like it's a sign of weakness or something. Um, And so I do think the problem is then we carry these negative habits into our career and our practice because we do just kind of brainwash ourselves and get brainwashed in the system into thinking that this is normal and expected. And so, you know, I did it myself. I I lived like that for so long. And then when you step out of that, um, and it was hard for me. You've seen it. Like I've had to almost retrain my thinking and say, I can block an hour and a half for lunch, or I can block. You know, it's it's important because that never means you're going to have an hour and a half. Something always runs over, but you need a break. You need lunch. You need to eat. You need to drink your water. Right. You need to sleep. All of Re- our four pillars. So that you can hit the afternoon uh, uh-huh. at yeah. your highest level. And for also. Sure. You know, it's just these margins that we build in. We meditated Tuesday. We did at lunch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. It just floors me that. um, And I always had great intentions. I tried so hard at my old practice to get you in to do um, yoga once a week for our staff, but we couldn't even get all the staff together Mm -hmm. um, once a week for fifteen minutes. Um, So again. as you see, you know, just so much, it's so complex. Um, and, and they are, the American Medical Association and our societies are really focusing on physician burnout and they're trying to bring more awareness. Um, suicide deaths are rising in physicians. It's awful, Two, 250 to 400% higher among female physicians when compared to females in other professions. That's awful. Right. I mean, several hundred physician suicides occur per year. Um, and it doesn't make sense that it could get to this point. I know of a couple of physicians that we lost um, through that. So it's really sad to think of the time and the dedication and the years of sacrifice and, and the training and the money and everything and all the investments to get to that point. Right. So...
0: Yeah, there's definitely an out of balance at that point, mm-hmm. and so and and you know that this burnout is is causing a lot of that. The body gets out of balance, and next thing you know, we're not making as good decisions as maybe we used to. Mm-hmm. So, trying to eliminate the burnout would obviously help to eliminate that for sure.
1: But the exciting thing is, um, this this is a growing trend. This direct primary care movement, and um, and that's why you we're here today, to, right? To it celebrate. is. It's so exciting, and. I, um, there, there's the direct primary care podcast, or I think it's called my DPC story. And it's so exciting to hear physicians sharing their story, um, of their journeys and what brought them into direct primary care and just all the benefits they've reaped from this. And, um, so hopefully, um, whether it's this specific model or, you know, what it is, I hope this just allows providers to realize that, um, it doesn't have to be this way. And you can feel feel uh, fulfilled and happy and joy and find balance in life. And um, it's It's been fun to watch it's you. Amazing. Um,
0: and I let you love uh, to say that word joy because it's mm-hmm. what it feels like, that you do have a joy uh, about what you're doing. Total autonomy over how you practice. Um, we have had, and that's what our prior podcast was about was the benefits of what we're doing today to the patients. And it's just overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. It's everybody absolutely loves this model. Mm -hmm. So it is. And you did it.
1: And I think that's the number one thing is just like the job satisfaction. I'm truly practicing medicine. I'm doing what I went to medical school to do. I'm not spending the hours that I used to spend Worrying like, oh gosh, if I don't have all of these metrics documented, yes, my patient had their mammogram and colonoscopy, but if it's not scanned in in this proper area or I didn't click this box or I didn't put one of the 100,000 ICD-10 codes correctly, (laughs) which those are like codes that we use to say like what their diagnosis is and to get paid, you know, by insurance. Um,
0: Like you might put in diabetes and then there's still 100 to choose from.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, that's it. It's it's I'm not spending that time want to make a change and just the biggest reward that I have received and uh, just the it's been amazing time with patients, um, time to practice better medicine. I can feel more content at the end of the day that I've really had time to dive in, to listen, to um, just have time to research later time to make phone calls, time to just do medicine, and um, also time for myself, time for self-care. I think we're very uh, poor at that as physicians. <laughs> we don't take time to think about our four you pillars. You have walked your dog the, a lot. I've walked my dog, I know, a lot. I have more time to <laughs> exercise for our move pillar. That's right. Um, the breathe pillar, um, stress was so high that it was just causing issues with my sleep. Do you just get to the point you just
0: accept it? It's like, okay, this is it. And you're like, there's just no way of getting around it.
1: Again, I, I mean, you go back to medical school, like what it takes to get accepted. You have to have straight A's. You have to study all the time. You have to make a lot of sacrifices. And there's a lot of delayed gratification. I mean, you spend your entire 20s um, studying and going to school. And then you and going into residency. And then by the time you're done with residency, around 30, um, you, you, you do. You kind of just think that that's what it takes. And again, it goes back to the whole thing. It is a huge responsibility. And so part of that self-sacrifice and all of that is an essential part of our job. And I still do it. I still bring work home I still worry and I still sometimes work more than I should and that's something I'm working on but I I'm so much more balanced and so I'm healthier I can be a better physician to my patients um, I can be more and present you're an
0: example I think as well
1: mm-hmm. right I can be an example I can I can tell them you know show them what these four pillars are doing in my life and how, It's bringing me more health. I mean, I can't even tell you the number of patients that I used to see in my old office, and they would be like, Well, don't take this the wrong way, doc, but um, yeah, you were looking tired, or I could just see you weren't as happy or you weren't as healthy. And um, so if they haven't seen me, you know, maybe we've had a few that have trickled in in the past few months, and it is kind of funny to hear their take on. What they watch me—they've been with me a lot of them, ten or fifteen years—and just they're really happy to see that part of me too, just the happiness and the health. And I think that's um, interesting, though—is mm-hmm. it the
0: fact that you are uh, in this office, or is it the fact that you're with me more often? That you're
1: happy. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> 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 you do make me laugh a lot, um, which oh, is good. which is good that's, for our health, right. right? Yes, it is. Um, so yeah I just I just want to be I think an inspiration to other providers out there that um, you can be happy you can love medicine and practice medicine the way that you always dreamed you wanted to um, you can have work-life balance so many times I mean it's still it's still something that I have to work at but so many times with my prior career and um, that, system that i was in i mean gosh you know you can only fill your plate so full and when it's so full and overflowing and you're just trying to juggle 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 all the time and so i was telling you it was like what's the old saying um rob peter to pay paul i felt like i was bouncing back and forth between that i'd be at home and then i'd be like thinking about work and feeling so guilty and trying to and then i would be at work and then i'd be like sneaking away and multitasking or trying to run and do something that I was supposed to have done for home or the kids or making a list or checking into things or ordering things. And, um, and so what I did is I robbed myself. I robbed my sleep. I, ro- I, I always exercised and I tried to eat right, but, um, I just, the stress and the sleep pillars. stress is the one that gets you.
0: If you're doing all the, our four pillars, breathe, eat, move, sleep, and you're really terrible at stress, it almost doesn't really matter. mm -hmm. I mean, it does, but it's such a big impact, profound impact on our health, stress.
1: Well, think about it too. I I mean, when you're in that constant fight or flight state, um, I think that was part of it too, like. The longer you do it, then it just really starts wearing on you, um, all those, that adrenal stress and, um, and the lack of sleep and all of that. And so I think what happened is then I started getting sick a lot. I developed an autoimmune disease. I, um, I mean, it's interesting looking back at residency, how many physicians I had, miscarriages, preterm labor, how many uh, physicians, women physicians do have complications in pregnancy. And it's all from the stress. Um, so anyway, on and on. There were just a lot of effects on my health, and I thought I was taking great care of myself. But again, you can't um, negate the stress and the lack of sleep and all that. So, so you would yeah. say
0: that this new model is definitely uh, getting you in the right direction for lower stress, opportunities to spend uh, time on your work-life balance see patients and care for them in ways that you haven't been able to do for a while. It's always been your vision, but now it's happening. Mm -hmm. It is fun to watch you, um, you know, the joy that you have with uh, being able to do all of this at one time, Mm -hmm. right? There is really almost no sacrifice from what your vision was for being a physician, uh, work-life balance, the ability to uh, integrate him in with with family and and uh, all that is, and your stress is definitely a lot lower, mm-hmm. considerably. Sure is. <laughs> yeah. So I think one of the things too, um, you know, we are a little over a year in this. Um, you know, have had amazing success with um, integrating this vision. And I don't know what it would be in a couple of years or two more years or at a, at a three-year mark. We would love to say that uh, if you're listening to this as a provider and this is something that sounds right, um, you know, we want to show this to other people so that mm-hmm. it's doable, right, that it's, uh, it's possible for them to change. So if you're listening to this like, yes, I want that, um, we, we would definitely be open to helping um, you see the path. And getting you to where uh, you are as a physician and your quality of life today.
1: Yeah, we've learned a lot along the way, and um, I think just keeping it to a small employee model and um, well, small and patient I base. And, and, and now and
0: we we have one yeah, more. We have one more, one more nurse person. practitioner
1: working with us now. So, um, She's but amazing. yeah, I think just having that, uh, yeah, everything that we learned, um, and. It's great. More, I mean, physicians that are doing this model are sharing with each other and really trying to encourage and support each other because, you know, we want others to find this joy in their career and this right. passion and this um, just joy and health in their own life so that they can continue to um, have longevity in this field. Because what's happening is the burnout, people are, physicians are choosing. Other avenues, they're quitting medicine or they're doing non-clinical or they're um, retiring early. I mean, there's all kinds of things. And, and we need physicians. We need physicians. And so, again, we also want to be a model to medical students and residents. And um, I'm excited. You know, we've been having some students come in. And yeah. um, I think they're just like, wow, I didn't know medicine or an office could be like this. And they love it. They love um, spending the day with us and, uh, the patients love it. So, yeah, it's really exciting.
0: All right. So, you know, if this is, um, you know, sounding right to you, definitely, um, send us a a comment, uh, you know, on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, share it with a buddy, and give us a thumbs up. Um, because, um, we're, we're excited that this has an opportunity. What we're doing and how we're caring for patients is to move our healthcare model, into, from a sick care, into this true care model, right? And that's what we see every day, is like we are adding to the care, to the health of our patients. Um, And I know if you're a physician listening to this, it's like, well, yeah, that's what I want to do, too. Mm -hmm. I think the question is, um, are you doing it to the level that um, is really needed with your patients? And I know what we're doing today is really uh, maximizing that to the patient.
1: It is. It's not. I think a lot of times, like you said, it ends up being sick care or you feel like you're just patching things up until you can get them in again because you don't have enough time to address all the issues. And um, this model really allows you to to see the patients get well or be on these paths and just see all the successes um, week by week. And it that is so fulfilling too, is just seeing the changes that we're and the impact that we're having in people's lives, um, and the patient's lives. And so it is, it's really fulfilling and you're right. We can, we can hopefully, um, spread this word and get more people out there having this experience.
0: It's going to happen. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing, uh, all this today, Amy. I know it's, yeah. um, it's impacted you, and, and you would um, imagine that uh, to afford this to all of your other peers as physicians uh, is the right thing to do, uh, which is mm-hmm. why you were wanting to share this. Yep. All right. Well, we are wishing you guys a wonderful day. Take care. We'll see mm-hmm. you.